Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's going on, Commanders fans? It's Believe in Commanders. I'm Anthony Armstrong. I always got my man Brian Murphy. He's all the way down there in ATL. But uh, you know, first off, just want to let y'all know what we got on the show. We're going to talk about that game against the uh, the Vikings. Uh, we got to talk just a little bit of recap of really what's going on in the in the NFC East, and then what up these next couple three games. But let's talk to my man Brian Murphy. Brian, what's going on with you? How are you, sir? I'm good. I'm good. Yeah, tough one. Felt like they had the game won. It's so frustrating. But, hey, it's all right. Live to see another day. Actually didn't fall too far in the standings, which I'm sure we'll, we'll get to. Um, but, yeah, we, as always, are brought to you by Bet Online. We know that football is in full swing. We are halfway through the season, which is crazy to believe. But basketball is back, and Bet Online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs, whether it's basketball, football, baseball, all that good stuff. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online. And as your continued source for all sports wagering information, Bet Online features live betting, free contests, and giveaways all season long. And it's always the fastest way to bet all your favorite sports, like I said, whether that's NFL, NBA, NHL, MMA, tennis, boxing, or even golf. Just head to betonline.ag to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. So you put in 100 bucks, you put in our code BLEAV, you get 50 back. So that's free money, son. Make sure you use promo code BLEAV to receive your rewards and bet online where the game starts. Yes, and, indeed. Uh, yes, indeed. Check us out also. Just want to drop this early right. here in the show. Check us in on all the different platforms they got tune in radio sirius xm you catch us on stadium sometimes you do a little breakdown of a, a lot of the believe shows over there uh and just your favorite streaming platform so we're on all all different spots that you can check us out that's right so we had been uh pretty used to to reeling off some victory pods and then it comes to a crashing halt this week the commanders drop a, a winnable game a game they they had a 10 point lead in the fourth quarter they lose to old friend Kirk Cousins, who leads a 10-0 run uh, at the end of the game to tie it up, and then a game-winning field goal with 16 seconds left. The Vikings leave D.C. victorious, and, of course, my timeline was filled with Kirk Cousins dancing and with chains on. So hated Lord to see that. Mercy. Let that one get away. What are your initial thoughts on, on that game and, and how Sunday went for the Commanders? Oh, man, that game reminded me of you reach your hand into a, a bucket of jelly bellies or something and you get the one that's like the nasty flavor mm. because everything was going good. It's like, oh, man, watermelon, ooh, strawberry, kiwi, this is good. Stra- mm. And then you catch black licorice or one of them buttered popcorn to like a garbage flavored one. That's yeah. how that game ended. Um, and and the thing that's, you know, it's frustrating um, not frustrating. It's like it's, it's kind of it's uplifting. Like the penalty was of effort. It was an effort thing. Um, yeah. But you also you got to know, hey, you can't even touch the center now. Yeah. He's completely protected. The long snapper that is. Um, so when I saw that, I was like, ooh, I don't think that they can do that. And then there went the flag, and I was like, yeah, yeah. that's it. So it sucked the way it ended. But man, they they definitely fought. They fought the whole game. Yeah, they did fight the whole game, and and like I said, a 10-point lead early in the fourth quarter, had some chances to add on to it. Um, it's hard to break it down to one or two plays, but that's what it felt like. It felt like 
Uh, you know, if not for the penalty, Taylor Heineke was going to get a chance again to work some late uh, game magic. Kudos yeah. to the Vikings. They, they made sure that he didn't. They were setting up for that field goal. They're going to leave as little time as possible. Um, I thought Ron mm. Rivera's time management and timeout use and challenge use were very poor yesterday. I think that he could have uh, given uh, the team a, a timeout or two to work with in the end. He, he seems to challenge things based on emotion uh, yeah. as opposed to waiting for the call to come down. And then yeah, the, what was the, what was the big challenge? I'm sorry, jumping. What was that one uh, big challenge? It was, it was like a trivial thing. It was like a yard. It was like a third yeah. down versus a first down type of a situation. Yeah. I think it was third down going into fourth down. I think Taylor I think it was Curtis Samuel. No, was no, it was high. It was, it was right. You were Heineke's yeah. run. Yeah. And, and Taylor, honestly, has, has done that a couple of times now. You're, you're kind of like, know where the first down is. Just dive across it. Don't don't go down uh, so early. But, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't really close. And then the other one, um, I'm blanking on the other challenge, but it didn't see – it seemed kind of ill-advised as well. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, I've, you know. I, those, I think those challenge situations, it, the way that I'm looking at them, I'm not – obviously not the coach, but – Right. If it's like a, if it's like a, a a yard in the middle of the field, I'm probably not gonna challenge a yard. Like I'm probably yeah. feel like I need to save it for something that's that's probably bigger. You know, especially that timeout because, I mean, if you lose a timeout and then you end up punting it anyways, it was like, well, hell, I'd rather you just roll the dice and see what it was and then just go for it on fourth. You know, right. so, um, oh. The way they play out at the end, it always sucks. But I mean, in that moment, it's tough to. I would say leave the emotion alone uh, yeah. and try to go play ball. I'm with you. Um, yeah, it's frustrating. And then, of course, Taylor Heineke's uh, interception in the fourth quarter. You're up ten at that point. You you can't. You know, you'll take anything except for a uh, an interception. Yeah. You'll take anything except for a turnover. They weren't up ten. I'm sorry. They were only up seven. But yeah. it allowed a short field for the Vikings to go right in and to uh, tie the game. So that that was frustrating. You, you you were hoping at the very you were hoping for points to put it back up to at least ten, and you can uh, you know try to run out the clock a little bit. But uh, at the very least, try to run some clock off and punt it deep. Tressway was having a monster game, yeah. um, so that that was frustrating. And that was a backbreaker there for for the Commanders. Was it was that a second down that interception? I think it was. I, I mean, think I, it was. I looking, think yep, it was. Second and 11, and he kind of yeah. got pressured up the middle. Yeah. And I think he saw Logan Thomas. He just sailed it. And it's hard yeah. to do that to a guy who's 6'5", but he found yeah. a way. Yeah, because, I mean, I, I remember looking at the play, and, and I noticed they had a little high-low concept. Logan ran that dig at 10, 12 yards, and somebody ran a shallow underneath, and thinking – as it was second down, I was thinking he was going to just take the little easy one and let him kind of run up and put yourself in third and short. Uh, but he went for the bigger play. And, you know, I, I'm obviously Logan was open. But, yeah, he, he just sailed that ball. I mean, was standing about, what, six foot six one, And you got big people in front of you. It's hard to you yeah. know, follow through and get the ball come down a little bit. But. And if you're going to be if I'm going to be put on my receiver hat and receiver coach hat and be a little bit picky. Um, I, I think I need Logan to kind of come out of that cut a little bit more. Maybe he can, maybe he can get to it. Yeah. It looked like he kind of settled. I mean, and that's kind of what you do in zone. You try to find a nice soft spot. So 
I mean, it's one of those things that everybody, you know, going to kind of say, hey, that I could have made a better play here or there. But it was just tough, man. It was tough. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a tale of two games. You felt like you were doing really well after halftime at one point. I think the Vikings only had 13 yards, so the defense was dominating. Yeah. But, again, it's like you let them stay close. You couldn't ever really put that final nail in the coffin. Yeah. And uh, that's what the Vikings, honestly, have done all year long. They kind of just hung around, hung around, and then made the play at the end, and they did it again. I mean, good teams find ways to win, and – they certainly have done that, but man, a frustrating one gets away. You drop back under to 500. Now you got the Eagles coming up. I mean, yeah. it's just a bummer. It's a game you certainly could have, should have, would have had. Yeah. Then that's the one that we circled as the, I, I know I circled it as this is the one out of the next, at those next four games that I felt like they had the best chance of winning um, of the difficult, more, you know, the better teams, if you will. So to drop that one to to, to Minnesota, because I was like, well, shoot, Minnesota's going to play the other teams in, in the division. Uh, it would be good to get a win on those guys, you know, and join Philly in, the, in that capacity. But now you missed out on that. But it, you're not too far out. You know, there's still some work that you can do, and there's still some uh, some – you know, some ground to be made up. But let me ask you this. This isn't on our little board here. Oh no. It's just quiz. nothing too crazy. Nothing too crazy. I want to I want to pick your head, pick your brain. What's okay. what's a cup what's a positive or something that you noticed out of the game that you that you did like offensive, defensively, uh or whatever. Well, I'll tell you what, I was surprised by what the defense did. I thought that they they really shut down the Vikings. And it my my biggest scare going into that Vikings game was, was Dalvin Cook and Justin Jefferson running and catching and going all nuts all over you. Both of those guys scored and they got their they kind of got their fantasy points. They didn't have huge days, but they got their fantasy points to where it was a big game. But they kept them in check and specifically a guy like Benjamin St. Juice. I think other yeah. than the touchdown, which he played pretty good coverage, Justin Jefferson is just an all-world receiver and came down with it. But yeah. other than that touchdown, it was it was hard to pick on number 25. He definitely didn't look like a second-year player, and I think he kind of got gypped on that pick six. I don't know how much yeah. of a penalty that was. I think that was a lot of hand fighting and would have been a good no call. But, um, yeah, I was, I, was, I was pleasantly surprised by the defense. The offense kind of let them down, but – I thought they did a really good job against a, a legitimate offense. Yeah, I I think that the young fella has been playing very well um, as I of think, late. You know, yeah, since I they think, had to make the switch from yeah getting him back outside. Uh, mm-hmm. I think it's he's been playing well. Go ahead, what what you're saying? No, I was going to agree with you. I think instead of you know kind of going by um, seniority and and trying to force fit you know, William Jackson in there on the outside and forcing him into the slot. I think that move back outside has been so clutch and he's played so well. We saw him single-handedly save the Chicago game, almost had a a game-changing pick six yesterday, probably should have. So yeah, he's playing really well. And honestly, I think he's your best. um, I think he's, other than Cam Curl, I think he's been your best member of the secondary by far. And he he showed up again yesterday in, in a lot of big moments. Yeah, absolutely. He's he's a physical presence, and I would I would like to think that him spending time inside at the slot probably helped him helps him play outside even better because he can understand what's going to go on on the inside there. Um, and then you know, I just I just feel like whenever you're 
able to see things from different viewpoints and different perspectives, it's going to help you overall. Um, I mean, just try it in your house. All right. Try it in your house. Go sit in a different chair than you normally sit in and look in the exact same room. You'll be like, wow, this is a a pretty cool room from over here. Didn't even realize it. So it's a small thing. But I think that that perspective from playing inside in the slot, understanding the coverage from from in there. Now you can play a little bit better on the outside. And but I don't know. He's he's definitely progressing well. And I'm glad to see how he's going. Um, My positive. The thing I think I, I liked was. I did. I liked the balance and the play calling. Sure, we did. You know, it wasn't as explosive as you would like, um, but I, I like the balance. And I think the yeah. balance is this type of attack is is what's going to work best for Washington. Being able to, you know, run the ball uh, consistently and have some decent efficiency. I mean, they Robinson and Gibson averaged three point four and three point three yards for carry. So nothing too crazy. I mean, I'd love to get another yard uh, from each one, each of them on that, but. Uh, you know, being able to run it consistently has been good and it's going to be helpful for Taylor Heineke and he operates the offense pretty well. So uh, that balance was a positive thing for me to see. I think also on the offensive side, um, Curtis Samuel just kind of shows up in the clutchest moments. He always seems to be Heineke's go-to target on third or fourth down. He, uh, he runs the ball well. I think that, uh, you know, you can't say enough about what he brings to the offense and then, Despite the ill-advised triple coverage, uh, ref helping out, you know, with the pick play, uh, you know, to see him come down with that ball regardless was awesome. So it's really awesome to see Curtis Samuel finding a, a big role in this offense. And uh, he's he's making a lot of plays and hopefully they can continue to find ways to get him involved. Another guy kind of off the radar that I really like to see was uh, Armani Rogers. He had a nice rush there and it seems like he's touched the ball. Uh, maybe four or five times and they've all been first rounds or big plays. So it'd be nice to get him involved, especially because I don't know that Logan Thomas is completely 100%. Uh, yeah. We know Colt Turner's dealing with a concussion. John Bates is a solid blocking tight end. I think he had a, a nice catch yesterday, but uh, you know, you could use a little bit more of the tight end position. It looks like you kind of have like a, a hidden gem there in Armani Rogers. So I'd love to see them get him more involved too. Yeah, you know, you just kind of work work guys in, and you know, it it is something that he does have a package of plays that that get utilized. So he he brings a value. I mean, shoot, twenty four yards one carry. That's yeah. that's big right there. So, uh, yeah. but ultimately, man, they dropped it. They dropped a game. Yeah, and you know it sucked. It sucked. And I when I was I was tracking all of our picks, you know, from week nine, and. When we picked this game, what was the line? Do you remember? I want to say it was three or three and a half Minnesota's way. It was three and a half Minnesota's way. So um, in the odd scenario, I I went with Washington to at least cover, and they did. They did cover. So um, we you want to take a look at some picks? What, 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 yeah. was your week, what was your overall just week nine just kind of highlight? What was a big thing for you from week nine? I I could not believe what the Jets did. I uh, I did not think that they were going to um, take down the Bills. I think they came back. Uh, they they were down by a bit, and they came back and won. The Jaguars came back and won. There were a couple of interesting uh, picks there that went ways I did not expect. It was an entertaining 
game. I think there were only maybe one or two blowouts. Everything else was super close. So that's always good football to me. I know I'm sure my picks didn't go the right way, but hey, uh, that that's football. Well, I mean, at least at one point, I think about halfway through before the afternoon games, I think you were four and four and the guy was like five and four. So it wasn't, it wasn't too bad. Yeah. It wasn't too bad, but I mean, it's just, uh, how like, did triple a parlay do? Uh, man, let's see who won. Did Seattle win? Seattle did win. Okay. So that would have been that one. Uh, the Rams, the Rams didn't win. No, they uh, got the parlay. The parlay would have went kaput, but Mm. In the weird, odd circumstance, that was a three-point game. There was a three-point spread in that Tampa-LA game, and it was a three-point game. So that one would be a tie. Push, yeah. That's a push. So I had taken the Rams. You took Tampa Bay. Everybody's good. Pick your money back up. We're good there. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I think, you know, it was just a little weird. Um, There were a couple of little splits. I didn't tally them all out, but the last game left is Baltimore and New Orleans. Yeah. And we both took Baltimore there. So yeah, I think the I think the Ravens should be fine on that one. Um yeah, so another interesting week. Like I said, I can't believe we're halfway through. And speaking of as frustrating as a loss as that was for the commanders, you sit there and you look at it. They are in the nine spot currently behind the Falcons and the 49ers. Uh 49ers are four and four. They didn't play this week. Falcons are four and five. They win the tiebreaker because they have a better record in conference over the commanders, but they play both of those teams. So as frustrating as that, that loss was to the Vikings, you've got everybody left in front of you. You got a big division game on Monday night, go shock the world and beat the Eagles. Then you got the, the Texans and the Falcons coming up. I mean, they, again, we said it even last week that they have the entire season out in front of them. It's not over by any means. It's a frustrating loss, but can't let can't let it uh, uh, pile up. You get you got everything you you everything you want to accomplish is right there in front of you. Yeah, you really got to put on uh, your 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 like just scholar student helmet and just get in there and study the film and just get to know your opponent who you're going against this week. Yeah. and really each and every week you got to treat it as if your season is depending on it because it really is. I mean, it really is. If you drop one game, you can essentially say it's time to look at some other people and see if they're going to be somebody that you want on this team in the future. Uh, but if you're hanging around that ninth spot, yeah, you can string a, string a couple wins together and find yourself into that top seven and get yourself a playoff game. So, like, I'm a, I'm a fan of winning. I'm a proponent of winning. You yeah. see how even though people trashed on the game against Chicago, matter of fact, Chicago putting up 32 points, uh, against the Dolphins, right? You trashing on that Chicago game. It strung off three wins in a row, and they almost beat this Minnesota team. Winning is good. Winning yeah, is a good thing. Absolutely. And and like we said, it's right there in front of you. You never know what can happen week to week. I mean, look at the Jets. Look at the Jaguars. Look at these teams that are they're pulling off some upsets. We saw the Eagles look kind of human on Thursday night. I know it was it's coming off a a short week or whatever. And, you know, the Texans are probably playing inspired being at home, but Hey, you, you never know what can happen. And so I'm with you go win. It doesn't have to be pretty. It doesn't have to be beautiful, but go get a W and string some more together again and get on a roll here. Cause uh, you know, you look at the, you look at the schedule. It, it's, it's crunch time. It's getting to be crunch time. You got the Eagles, Texans, Falcons, uh, Giants, you're by Giants again. Um, and depending on how those games go, you could be right in the middle of it or you could be right 
on the outside looking in or the season could be over. So you got you got everything that you want. Uh, now it's just to see what this team is made of and what they do here moving forward. Yep. And you know, just thinking we're going to talk about the, you know, this, this specific matchup later on uh, in the week, but this is a different commander's team. I was thinking about hitting my head and I was typing it in. I wanted to go back and look at the game, the previous game, but this is a different commander's team than it was when mm-hmm. they first met Philly. Uh, but this is very much the same Philly team that the, that the commanders went up against before. So yeah. if I have to give an advantage, I got to give a little bit of an advantage to the commanders just for the simple fact that you don't really know what you're going to get. And and yeah, I know Philly is undefeated. Let's not, let's not, you know, disrespect them, but Hey, there's been adjustments. This is not a different, it's a different defense. The D line has been humming. You know, we just talked yeah. about Benjamin St. Juice. I think he'll be a good physical matchup for AJ Brown. And uh, go ahead. Chase Young, Jahan Dotson, either, maybe both of those guys could be back. You, uh, Brian Robinson was not around in that first matchup as well. You're absolutely right. I, you know, I, I kind of put the Eagles game out of, out of my mind, but hopefully they're taking some stuff that they learned from that. Some of the stuff that the Texans did, uh, last week, you yeah. know, they, 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 you know, you can beat a team any given Sunday. I think that's what makes the NFL uh, so good. You never know what's going to happen. It's why these picks are so terrible because you think you got it figured out, and then uh, a team surprises you. So yeah, I'm I'm with you. That's a that's a good point. Um, how how do you handle that as a player? So you you got your butt kicked the first time around. You got the chance to play a divisional opponent again. What's going through your head? Are you are you working back through that game, thinking about what went wrong? Are you what are you focusing on when you have that second game coming up around again? But generally, when you're preparing for a team, you're going to look at you know the most recent matchups that they've played. You know, you know, two or three games prior, just to see what they're doing now. But when it is a divisional opponent, somebody you've played before, yeah, you definitely have to go back and see how did they treat some of your, you know, your base position, base formations, things of that nature. And plus, you want to see how certain players played against you. So you definitely reference that old tape. But then you want to see also, are they doing some of those same things now? And if they are, then perfect. You can prepare for that. Um, And you can see what worked against them before, what didn't work. Uh, But a really smart thing to do. And it sounds so simplistic, and not everybody does this. Sometimes you got to look and see what worked against them from mm-hmm. previous teams. I remember Santana Moss telling me, uh, I think it might have been that what was like the 06, 07 year uh, where they went on a run. Um, he said that they would look at the previous game and be like, this was a big play. This was a big play. This was a big play. Can we put in something like this? And they're like, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And then they would run it. Chances are that other team hadn't fixed it yet. And plus, if it's new to them, they haven't seen you do it, and then it's new to you. So, like, it, it ends up being like an ace in your hand, ace in the hole. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's a good point. And so, uh, you know, I think there are definitely positives to be taken away from that that bad loss. But also, like you said, they've been playing good football. And even, you know, up until the fourth quarter last uh, – yesterday, they, they played good football. So, there, there's a lot of positive to build off of. I'm not, I'm not doom and gloom. One loss isn't going to make or break the team as heartbreaking as it was. But, yeah, they've got a chance here to, to do something special. And why not? Go be the go be Philly's first loss. This team did it a couple of years ago when they were the Steelers' first loss at 11-0. You know, you never know what can happen. And um, I, I got to think that, that Ron Rivera is not letting these guys get too down and that they, they're going to get right back at it. Kind of a, kind of a little uh, extra day or so to, to prepare for it, too. 
unfortunately Philly gets the the extra the whole weekend because they played on Thursday night. But uh, you know, take that extra day off and 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 go shock the world. Yeah, I think it'll be good, but you, know, you got to be careful out there in Philly, man. And folks be throwing batteries and yeah, they're not they're not type nice of people. stuff, man. Yeah, that's why I didn't feel too bad that they lost two championships on the same night. I did not feel too bad. Mm. Good for them for being there, but hey, sorry, and couldn't bring that it home. Da- and that daggone mattress Mac, man. Wow, yeah. I tell you what, it, it's, it's just, I mean, it should have been, but it, it's definitely at the point where it's like, just bet, just roll with Mac, man. How close are you to that guy? I don't, I don't know where in Texas he is. Oh, I mean, well, like, I texted him, but he didn't hit me back. <laughs> but in like physical relation, probably about five hours. Okay. Okay. So yeah, Mac hit me up, man. Yeah, that's yeah. I saw that. That's crazy. But um, yeah. So big one coming up. Uh, we'll we'll be ready to to talk all about it. Uh, tough one that the Commanders lost, but uh, same twenty four hours rule. We weren't celebrating the wins for too long. You got to get right back at it. So we know this team will be ready to go. Uh, home stretch. Second half of the season coming up. Hopefully you're getting the Predator Chase Young back or getting the rookie Jahan Dotson back, and uh, some more wins are coming. So we'll be there to break it all down. We, we appreciate you guys checking us out. Don't forget to go to Bet Online and put in your bets. Use our code BLEAV. And uh, also check us out on all the different platforms, as Anthony mentioned earlier in the show. Yes, indeed. Tune in, Sirius Radio. What else? Stadium, if you catch us over there. YouTube, Everywhere. if you want to look at us. Yeah, all your streaming spots, all right. those, man. It's all good. Appreciate you, Brian, man. Good yeah. luck to you. Thank you. Appreciate you, and I appreciate you, listeners. And uh, we will talk to you soon. Be good. Uh, all right, y'all. Y'all be easy. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.